Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Tonight's word is passion. Some people's passion is football. I love football. I'm one of them idiots that travel the world following Northern Ireland to some obscure places. We always get beat, but we don't care. We go anyway. And yeah, football's my passion. Passion comes in lots of different forms. We can all be passionate about different things. And I'm a real believer that God puts within us a passion. We all have a passion inside of us. All of us. I'm going to read our church values, and I think this is the last value, is it now? Is there a few more to do yet? It's another couple to do. I want to read out our church values. Jesus is our message. People are our priority. Passion is our response. Unity is our pursuit. Honor is our posture. Excellence is our standard. Joy is our choice. Generosity is our privilege. Serving is our calling. Our city is our responsibility. And for these next 10 minutes, and that's all I'll be, guys, I promise you, I want to talk to you about passion. What is your passion? I want to read to you a verse from Matthew. And before I read it, Philly came in tonight, and he said, Philly wasn't here this morning, but he watched online, and he said, Steve, have you got your glasses? And I, I smiled and I laughed, and I realized I hadn't. But I went to the van, and, I, and I'm in my work van tonight, and I found, anybody remember Jack Duckworth? <laughs> Obviously those of a certain age do. <laughs> well, I found my glasses, <laughs> and they are a touch like Jack Duckworth's. <laughs> okay? They broke the other day at work. And I had a little bit of uh, tape which rescued them. So I'll only put them on very briefly just to read this, this one verse um, so that I can actually see the Bible. So here's the verse I've got for you tonight. It's a really famous verse. And it's a command. We talked about the commandments this morning. And it's from Matthew 22. And it's verse 37. And Jesus says this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I wonder tonight, is that how we love God? Do we have that passion that Jesus so clearly talked about there? Do we have the passion? Do we love God with all our soul, with all our heart, with all our mind? And sometimes, I've got to be honest, I don't. Each morning I follow an organization uh, called uh, Open Doors, and each morning I read this um, prayer diary, and it really challenges me, because these are real people. These are real people who have a passion, a passion for Jesus and a passion for His church. Open Doors are an organization that uh, support the persecuted church. That means they support People in countries where being a Christian, you could be put in prison, you could be killed, you could be ostracized from your community. I just want to read this to you. 
a very short story about a young man named Adam. And as I read it, I want you to think, as a Christian here tonight, as somebody who loves and follows Jesus, would you have the passion that Adam has? Adam grew up a Muslim. He comes from a Yemen background, but has spent most of his life in Saudi Arabia. At the minute with the World Cup going on, we're all aware of that area of the world. When Eve's sister-in-law became a Christian four years ago, her family asked Adam to convince her to return to Islam. But instead, her faith inspired Adam to give his life to Jesus. Since then, Adam has faced multiple charges, including inciting others away from Islam and helping Eve to flee the country because of persecution, and has spent time in prison. Last July, he sent his family abroad while he battled the accusations. A month later, Adam was convinced to join them following a brutal attack ordered by his brother-in-law that left him severely wounded and visibly discouraged. Here's Adam speaking. Okay, he's just got... Let me just read them words again before I read the next bit. Adam was convinced to join it following a brutal attack ordered by his brother-in-law. This is what Adam says. I'd like to thank every brother and sister who prayed for me and contributed to me getting us a place to live together. Adam shares from a safe country where Open Doors local partners are helping his family settle. I wonder as a church tonight, I wonder as you as an individual, when I look at Adam, willing to go to prison, willing to take a beating from one of his own family. Why? Because he had a passion for Jesus. He had a passion for what Jesus has done for him. He had a passion for the cross. I had this cross this morning, and I vowed to myself again, about 10 or 15 years ago, somebody gave me a red cross, and he said, Steve, take that with you. And for years I did. No matter where I went, no matter what I talked on, I always took this cross. Because it reminds me of what Jesus did for me and did for Adam. And each morning when I read these stories of these people, I pray for them, of course I do, but it challenges me. Steve, do you have the passion for Adam? And I hope I would, and I hope I do have that passion. A couple of Sunday nights ago, I spoke at a youth event just up the road at, at the Eden Derry Methodist. And the guy who, the youth leader up there, they've just got a new youth pastor, he sent me a few questions the normal questions when you're interviewing some, where are you, somebody, where are you from, what do you do, um, how did you become a Christian, why are you a youth worker? But he threw one in there, and it was a real cracker of a question, a really simple question. And he said to me, Steve, why did you become a Christian? And as I thought on it, I was five years old. It was a long time ago. And I thought, why did I become a Christian? At five years old, why did I become a Christian? And as I thought more on it, I realized, even at that young age, that I was a sinner. 
And as I thought more in through it, I realized over the years, when I go back to that moment on the Bangor Road in Newtonards as a five-year-old child, kneeling down with my mom as she read the Bible, I realized there was a hell. I realized there was a heaven. And we sometimes wonder what knowledge we ha our children have. And we see children coming to Jesus and saying, I'm sorry for sin. You know, at that age, I understood that hell was real. I understood that if I did not have Jesus in my heart, I was going to hell. But I also understood that there was a heaven and that I wanted to go there. You know, folks, hell is real. Heaven is real. And as that chap asked me a couple of weeks ago, he said, Steve, why did you become a Christian? Do you want me to be honest with you? I became a Christian because I didn't want to go to hell. And you might sit there tonight and say, Steve, why have you this passion for young people? Why have you this passion for, for children's work? Why have you this passion for people? Well, do you want me to let you in this secret? That five-year-old boy will tell you. I do not want one of these young people to go to hell. The Bible is so clear. In Romans 6, 23, it says, the wages of sin is death. The payment for the wrong things that we do before a holy God is death. It's separation from God. It's hell. You know the next bit of that verse says? But the gift of God is eternal life. How? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. The perfect Son of God took the punishment for my sin. That five-year-old boy kneeling on his knees on the Bangor Road in Newton Arts, he took my sin. And as I struggle through the Christian life, and as I was touched on this morning, it is a struggle. It is hard. And when things are hard, what keeps me motoring? What keeps me moving? Two things. I don't want to go to hell. You know what the second thing is? I want to go to heaven. And I have as much passion about heaven and that place than anything else. You know, folks, there'll be no tears in heaven. Anybody here any shed any tears? I know I have. There'll be no tears in heaven. Anybody here ever been sick or know somebody who's sick? Yeah? There'll be no sickness in heaven. I do a talk with the kids, and I take three or four items with me. What will be in heaven and what will not be in heaven. We know Cal Paul in heaven. For years, we had it on a drip. We know no Cal Paul needed. Why? Because there's no sickness. There's no fear. There's no depression. There's peace. There's freedom. What is there in heaven? The streets made of gold. Yes, the streets are made of gold. The Bible clearly says it. Golden streets. Peace. I see people struggling fighting to find peace. You know, we'll find peace in heaven. I promise you, the Bible clearly says there will be peace in heaven. And I want church tonight, as I finish up, I want you to realize, I want you to know the one person that showed more pa any passion than anybody in this world. And believe me, if you were ever at a football match with me, you'll know how passionate I am as I stand in the cup and shout and scream and jump and dance when the odd time we do score. You know, and that person that shows more passion than anybody in this world was Jesus Christ. Why? Because he loved me. He loves you. 
And tonight, if you do not know Jesus, the Bible's clear. One way, God said to get to heaven. A little song we used to sing as kids, Jesus is the only way. No other way. No other way. No other way to go. One way, God said to get to heaven, Jesus is the only way. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, I just pray tonight that you'll come and you'll say sorry for the wrong things you've done, just like I did when I was five years old. And believe me, that Savior who died on the cross will be with you through this life. I came across this, and I finished with this. God works in, in absolutely amazing ways, and I'm sure Phil can confess to this. When you're preparing a message, God just gives you confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. And um, yesterday morning, I came across this in a the devotion I use at the minute. And I've nearly finished it, and if anybody wants it, they can have it, because I've had amazing... God has spoke to me through this in more ways you would ever believe. It's just a man of the Bible. And for the whole year, I've nearly finished it. There's a different man in the Bible talked about, but I want this to read this out to you, and hopefully it's real. Hopefully it's real to the young people. In the classic C.S. Lewis novel, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, everybody read or watched... The Lion, the Witch, and the Roarbow. Yeah, great movie. Love it. Mr. and Mrs. Beaver prepare the young girl Lucy to meet Aslan, the lion. And guys, if you didn't realize this, Aslan, the lion in that movie represents Jesus Christ. When Lucy learns that Aslan is a lion, she tells Mrs. Beaver that she feels nervous about meeting a lion. She wonders if he is safe. Safe, replied Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And as I shared this with Kathy, I went upstairs and I was all excited. I'm like, have you seen this? This is amazing. This is what I want people to see. God is not safe. God is exciting. The Christian walk is not comfortable. If you didn't listen this morning, listen this morning. It is not comfortable. It is not easy. Phil will tell you. You're rocking the church and your power's gone out. What do you do? Your kids in there freezing. What do you do? It's not comfortable, is it, Phil? No, being a Christian is not comfortable. God is scary. And you're sitting there going, you're not selling it very well here, Steve. You're not selling this Christian carry-on very well. And as I went up and shared this with Kathy, she leant over. She was, she was still in bed at the time. She leant over and on the side of her bed is this, okay? This is at the side of her bed, okay? Picture of a lion, and it says this. Then he isn't safe, said Lucy. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. You know, the Christian walk's difficult. It's hard, but guys, he's good. Guys, he's the king. We're serving the king. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.